Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Major Joseph Wheeler, Commander, Wichita Salvation Army. Welcome to Issues 2017. It's good to be with it's you. Nice to have you with us this morning. Uh, let's begin with some background. When and where did the Salvation Army come into existence? I know it was in Great Britain. It was. It was in London, England in 1865. We started out, first of all, as the East London Society. We then became the Christian Mission. And a few years after that, the Salvation Army came to birth as they were working on an annual report. Well, then how did the Army get to, to, uh, to the United States of America? Well, it was 1880 that the Salvation Army made its way to the United States. George Scott Railton and some Hallelujah Lassies came over from London and started the work here in New York. So uh, it was a very exciting time for the Salvation Army. And here we are today in more than 127 countries around the world. You uh, a little kind of personal, but how did you get involved with the Salvation Army? Well, I got involved with the Salvation Army because my parents made the Salvation Army their church home. And uh, early in my life, my parents separated, divorced. Uh, I was away from family for some time and got reacquainted with my grandparents who continued to worship at the Salvation Army. And I was seeking for something desperately to find meaning in my life. And I found my grandparents uh, were very happy at the Salvation Army. I visited one Sunday, and all of a sudden it was like, this is what I've been looking for. This is where I belong. And not only did I need to become a member of the Salvation Army, I felt God calling me to full-time service as an officer in the Salvation Army. I wonder how many people actually know that Salvation Army is a church. Probably very few. Yeah. I think most of the people in our society see us as the dinglings. Oh, I mean the bell ringers. Uh, they might also see us as those who have the thrift stores. But we are so much more. They might think of us as the group that does so much at Christmas with toys. But the Salvation Army is far more than toys. All right. Now, uh, can you? I don't want to get into theology too much, but how does the Salvation Army differ from most uh, Christian denominations then? We would be quite similar to the United Methodist Church or the Nazarene Church when it comes to our doctrinal beliefs. Uh, William Booth was a Methodist. Catherine was a Quaker, uh, was very, very strict. So some of our religious beliefs and guidelines come from that heritage. Now, uh, what area do you serve? We're going to talk about the the commander of Salvation Army in Wichita, but is it just the city of Wichita? No, we serve all of Sedgwick County. All the county? Yes. Okay. Okay. you know, when uh, many of us think of the Salvation Army, as you said, especially around Christmas, we think of the red kettles and the bell ringers. Is this too nosy? How much money do you actually raise through the annual campaign? Well, the goal this year is $1.4 million. $400,000 we hope to get through the red kettle and over a million through mail appeal, walk-in donations, or white mail. Is it going to be hard this year? It, very hard. A, a few days ago, we were about $80,000 behind where we were last year at the same time. Uh, It's getting more and more difficult for us to do more with less. So we're quite concerned. 
Uh, we're going to do the best that we can to raise the dollars because, again, it impacts far more than toys. It impacts our service throughout the year. We have a, a number of programs that are 365 days a year programs, such as our emergency lodge. And we're going to talk about that in Good. just a minute. But, you know, the economy looks just as just strong right now. We, we've been doing reports about unemployment at a 17-year low, and, and people are working. They seem to be spending money on themselves, but uh, you've you want them to put some money in that red kettle as well, right? Absolutely. And we're very proud of Wichita's and what they did to influence the work of the Salvation Army following the hurricanes and the disasters that, that we faced, not only in the United States, but in Puerto Rico. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of support that came from our community. But now it's, start, it's time to start thinking about our neighbor and what we can do to help them. I want to talk for just a little bit about... Uh, uh, the other programs. I mean, the, the money that you're raising here at Christmas time, you're going you're gonna to have that money. It finances year-round programs, right? Yes, You, you make does. it reach a little bit. We, we have to stretch it out. There are other campaigns throughout the year to help supplement, but the biggest amount of our income does come in at Christmas, and it lasts for the majority of 2018. Uh, for instance, this past year, the Salvation Army provided more than 66,400 meals through our various feeding programs. Wow. What uh, specific programs uh, do you offer to people to help people just during the holidays? Then? During the holidays, primarily we do the Angel Tree Program, which is one of the largest in the country. And we also do a Christmas voucher for families to purchase food for their Christmas dinner. So that's an extremely important time of the year for children and families. Prior to that, we did our winter coat or winter clothing distribution. How does the Angel Tree work? The Angel Tree is a wonderful program in which families apply for holiday assistance. We research their eligibility. Once they're eligible, the children have three items that the parents can select that goes on to an angel. Those angels are adopted sometimes virtually through an electronic program. Sometimes it's a hard copy angel, such as at the two malls in town. They can go and pick up the angel. A family member will shop or a friend will shop and then return those toys for us, and we in turn get them to the families. Is that a feature of just the Salvation Army here in Wichita and Sedgwick County, or is that done across the It's country? It's a national program. It's a national deal. Yes, okay. absolutely. That's been going on for a while, I think. Quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Coke Industries has helped us really come up with the uh, virtual angels. So there's a lot of companies who can sponsor the Angel Tree program by going virtually. Okay. Uh, how many volunteers uh, do you keep busy this time of year? Well, quite a few. During our distribution days, which is the 14th and 15th of December this year, we anticipate anywhere from 200 to 250 volunteers an hour make that distribution possible. Wow. But we have 3,500 families, maybe 4,000 families come through in that day and a half to pick up their toys. So it takes a well-oiled system to make that work. Where does that physically happen? Is that a, a uh, at this point, we don't announce the location oh, until okay. we get closer to it. Oh, all right. uh, but we have a beautiful facility off of uh, I-35 that has 180,000 square feet that will give us all the space that we need, adequate parking for volunteers as well as families needing help. Now, you were talking about, uh, you, you mentioned qualifying. In other words, you want people... You want to make sure these people are really in need. Absolutely. They do have to be below the poverty guidelines. Okay. How many families do you think you help? Uh, 3,500 to 4,000 families. We're still doing data entry from applications and printing the angels. So uh, we don't have the actual count at this point. 
Last year, we know that we provided toys for close to 10,000 children. Is it just toys or is it other things then? Uh, we do do a star gift for those who are seniors and alone. Okay. So we tried to do gifts for households as well. Let's talk about ring, bell ringers for a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, what, what do you require of, the, of somebody who wants to do that? They have to be trained. Well, we do try <laughs> not, to encourage they have to have people. A food no, they don't have to have a handler's license or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. But we too do try and encourage them to be friendly, to greet people when they come in and out of the stores, to thank them for their gifts. Uh, a bell ringer the other day asked me if it's okay to say Merry Christmas. Yes, we are the Salvation Army. It's okay to say Merry Christmas. So it's okay to say thank you and God bless you. And uh, we want them to be very kind and courteous. Uh, sometimes it's a tough job if it's cold, if it's snowing or sleeting, and you're outside. It's not an easy thing to be there for several hours on end. Can I tattle on somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long day, as it's not me. At the end of the day, <laughs> in my, my neighborhood store, it was one of those days we haven't, we've been having. It was like 70 degrees outside, and the person was inside the, the, the door. I said, I almost said, you need to get out there. I'm well, sure they had a reason. It's very interesting that you say that because <laughs> one of the bell ringers just within the last two days asked me. He said, Major, he said, I'm getting the impression that some of uh, the customers are unhappy that I'm inside. <laughs> And, and I said, well, we're fortunate not all locations allow that to happen. But I can tell you that bell ringer can't be outside. He's blind. He has issues uh-huh. with his eyes and the wind and the elements. So yeah. for him to be able to work and to have this opportunity is extremely important to be outside. So sometimes there's situations there's a, there's a that individuals don't understand. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned this before, but how many locations do you have? We probably have a minimum of 60 to 70 at any given time. And uh, they're, they're just usually... Throughout the city. Uh, Walmarts? Walmarts, Dillons. Sam's Clubs, Hobby Lobbies, the malls, yeah, yeah. Walgreens, uh, Dillon's. Ringing the bell. Absolutely. You hear the bell, there they are. How can people donate other ways this time of year? Uh, there's a number of ways. They can mail their checks to the Salvation Army at 350 North Market Street, uh, 67202. They could also get online and look up redkettlereason.org, and they could make a contribution online. If they want to know how their money can be used, if they have a specific program that they are interested in, they can go to redkettlegifts.org, and they could see what it costs to perhaps house a family member or feed a family member, or clothe a family member. Over the past few years, I've had someone from Salvation Army in here to do this show just about every year for the past, I don't know how many. But uh, it, every time I do, the commander, what you have in the Salvation Army, your commander is actually, isn't that usually a duo role? Isn't your spouse involved as well? Oh, yes, my wife is uh, You're, you're looking at what the heck is he talking well. about? <laughs> no, no, my wife is a, a, a partner in ministry. Yeah. Uh, she has her own appointment. She is the command officer for program development as well as the social services chaplain. So I may be the city commander, but she has a very important role as well at city command. Yeah, I'll give you, I'm, I'm a married man. You have the opportunity to say something nice about her if you want. She's beautiful, inspiring, encouraging, and fulfills me as she makes up for all of my weaknesses. So she's a keeper. Absolutely, 41 years. 41 years you've yeah. learned, and you've learned. Absolutely. You've learned, yes, okay. Wouldn't want to do life without her. <laughs> You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Major Joseph Wheeler, commander of uh, Salvation Army in Wichita and Sedgwick County, right? Yes. 
Do you have any estimates on how many lives are touched by the Salvation Army in Sedgwick County? Well, I can tell you last year, 53,300 people received emergency assistance, and that could be anything from a food basket to assistance with utilities, rent, etc. So thousands upon thousands of lives are influenced through Salvation Army service. We are known, of course, for responding to disasters. Last year, just within our own community, we served more than 1,900 people at disaster sites. So yeah, the Salvation Army, uh, again, is very busy. This was my, my next question for you. You're, are you reading my mind over here? You've seen my notes? Mm. My next question, to talk about Salvation Army programs, tell us about disaster services. What exactly uh, is disaster services? Is it just fires, or are there other things you do? Uh, fires, it could be tornadoes. Absolutely, hurricanes, earthquakes, any natural disaster that would impact a community or family is of extreme importance to us. And what we do varies from situation to situation. A number of years ago, after Katrina, I had the privilege of going to New Orleans and serving as the incident commander. It was one of the most moving experiences of my life. Uh, when I arrived, we were serving 8,900 meals a day. But when I left 14 days later, uh, we were serving 23,000 meals a day. Uh, and we were really doing the most good. And it was extremely exciting to be a part of that. We talk about, uh, I know in the news here, uh, we talk about sometimes a house fire. And uh, uh, several family members, two adults and two children, for example, uh, are receiving aid from uh, Salvation Army. Can that go as far as uh, giving them a place to stay? They we do there? have an emergency lodge in which we take families or single women, and uh, we can house up to 28 at our emergency lodge. Okay. Uh, that, uh, is that part of your emergency social services? No, emergency social services is a different department, yeah. Okay. So the emergency lodge would take care of those who are homeless, for one reason or another. And again, we can have as many children in the emergency lodge as we would adults. But how long can you keep them there? Uh, about 30 days. 30 days. Mm-hmm. And do you help them find the... We work very hard work on them? putting yeah. them into the community. We're working on trying to secure funds for transitional housing so that we can move from homeless services uh, in our shelter program to a, a more longer range program. Mm-hmm. Now, emergency social services, what at all does that entail? Uh, again, that could include some medical assistance, buying a prescription. It could include paying a utility bill. It could include food. Uh, a few months ago, we had an individual came in because she lost her ability to sew. Sewing was her livelihood. Wow. And uh, her sewing machine broke. Therefore, she had no income coming in because she couldn't repair things. And the, the case manager was doing the interview, providing food assistance for them and trying to see what else we could do. And the greatest thing that we could do was to buy her a new sewing machine. It was about $75. And she was able to start earning her own income again. So uh, it's very, very individualized. Uh, per client need. That's a good story. <laughs> a good story. Tell us about uh, veterans services. The Salvation Army offers services to veterans, especially those who are homeless. Uh, we have a department that's uh, headquartered in our office that really works for the divisional headquarters in Kansas City. And they, there's four individuals who work very directly with uh, veterans who are homeless trying to find stable facilities for them. Tell me about foster care. Foster care. What an exciting program. Uh, We have about uh, 60 children 
in the foster care program that we supervise and work with their parents and the, through the foster care program syst or, or system. Uh, it's very exciting to have an opportunity to, to share with them. This Saturday, we have our foster care party. So the families will be coming, the children will be coming, they'll be getting gifts, just another symbol in a time of hardship for them that somebody cares. You talked uh, a little bit about veterans and homeless uh, veterans. Tell me a little more about homeless services. Homeless services is extremely important. I, I wish we had more beds available because the need is great. But w the greatest need is, of course, single women and families. So we don't do single men. If there's a married couple with children or a married couple, we have beds available, we can house them. But uh, most more single women or families are or what we provide assistance to. And, and I can tell you that we provided more than 25,000 nights of lodging last year. Wow. And you, you are looking uh, up close at domestic violence, are you not? We do see that I from mean, time to we've time. We've done some yep. stories on that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very serious concern. That and drugs. And drugs, sure, sure. Tell me about uh, Pathway of Hope. Uh, Pathway of Hope. It's one of the new programs of the Salvation Army nationally in which we are really trying to change the life of that individual and break that cycle of poverty. Uh, the Salvation Army has applied Band-Aids for a number of years through our social service programs, and Pathway allows us to apply real medicine and do some long-term, very intense case management and bring people from that cycle of poverty. We want to break that. So we're excited about Pathway of Hope. All right. And uh, what are stories of hope? Well, stories of hope, everything from uh, the father who comes to us because his wife has passed away and uh, he's mourning and he's lost some income and he needs assistance, whether it's with housing or rent assistance. Uh, the story of the individual with the sewing machine. Uh, not too long ago, one of my case managers came and asked if she could do something a little out of the ordinary. She had a client who had come in for food assistance uh, who had a really bad odor about her. And the, the client finally confessed that it had been several weeks since she'd been able to do her laundry for her, her husband, and their little girl. And she was embarrassed to send her daughter to school because she stunk so bad. So the case manager asked if she could encourage the family to bring their clothes in so that we could do their laundry for them. Rather than give them money to go to the laundry mat and wait it out, uh, the, the caseworker decided, I could do that during my downtime. Bring in the clothes. We have washing machines at the Salvation Army, and uh, we'll do the laundry for them. You just come back, and what a great break. That's Again, uh, we're trying to restore hope however we can. That's, a, that's another good story. Do you have one or two more? Story. Well, you never know how important little things are. And, and I would go back to another community. It's apropos for what we do here in Wichita. But I can remember when we were the core officers in Wausau, Wisconsin. And uh, it was Christmas. We'd already done our distribution. So all we had were leftovers. And a man had come in, and uh, he was embarrassed. He was a part-time pastor. His wife was a nurse, lost her job because she had MS. And... Uh, they needed something for Christmas. And all I really had to offer him were leftover used toys and food. But he was very excited to get those things. I remember saying to him, now, I don't have a Christmas cake, but I have a birthday cake. Would you like to take a cake home with your food? His response was, absolutely. He said, today's my wife's birthday, and I didn't have anything for her. Wow. I started crying. Mm. Uh, we had added to those uh, normal gifts 
toothbrushes, toothpaste, combs for children that year. I handed him uh, three packets for his three boys that had all of those items in them. He went his way, I went mine. A week after Christmas, I saw them downtown. They flagged me down, and he asked me to come over so he could introduce me to his sons. I was quite moved when he said, this is the man that gave us Christmas. Because it wasn't me. It was the community that gave us them Christmas. But I remember saying to the older boy, his name was Jimmy, Jimmy, what was your favorite gift? And his response blew me away. It was his toothbrush. Really? I said, Jimmy, your toothbrush. I know your father got you an electric train set. No, the toothbrush was my favorite gift. And I said, why? He said, well, there's five of us in our family, and we have one, and we've been sharing it. Wow. Little Ooh. things mean so much to people. And those of us who have often forget that. Do you think that uh, we hear that there are people out there who maybe they're working, maybe they're both working, couples working, but they are just like one paycheck away. Absolutely. From disaster. People don't save money like they used to. and They can't. They have yeah, a crisis can, after know. crisis after crisis, yeah. whether it's a, a vehicle that breaks down, a medical emergency, uh, one crisis leads to another, and then they get in this vicious circle, and they have nothing left. What's, uh, you know, you've been at this for a long time, uh, since the Civil War days. Uh, is there anything new on the horizon that Salvation Army is doing that, that you're excited about? Well, for us, I think we're, we're looking at our brand of doing the most good. And how do we go about doing the most good? I think it's a wonderful measurement tool for us, as well as a, an opportunity for us to strengthen our services in the community. For Wichita, we've decided that we're doing the most good if we, in our programs, are restoring hope to those in our community or transforming lives. So everything that we work on doing, whether it's homeless services, foster care, disaster services, our summer camp program, if it's restoring hope, then we're doing the most good. If it's transforming lives, bringing about change, then we're doing the most good. And you get enough feedback that you know when it, when it is. Oh, absolutely. When something's happening. Yeah, yeah. You see it. It's exciting. Um, how about uh, uh, how we can support the Salvation Army's work? We've touched on it. Of course, first there's the red kettles, of course. There is the red kettles. Pray for us. I mean, we ha we're in a battle. It's a, a battle uh, against Satan and sin and ugliness. Uh, support us through financial contributions. The Salvation Army, again, is far more than toys. Don't just think that uh, once December 31st is here, we're rolling ourselves up and going into hiding. We're not. We continue to provide programs and services throughout the year. So mailing their contribution to 350 North Market is extremely important. Responding to that letter that they get from me asking for help is extremely important. Volunteer your time. Yeah, I was going to say, are you, are, uh, you, are you looking for volunteers? Need volunteers? Or have you reached your limit on volunteers? We never have enough volunteers. <laughs> we have not reached our limit. Again, last year, more than 3,500 people volunteered for the Salvation Army throughout the year. We couldn't do it without our volunteers. Is there something you would rather have done with your professional life? Not a, no. No, no second, no second no, guessing. No, no second guessing. I mean, as a teenager, I thought I was going to be the corporate owner of something like PetSmart. I used to, to manage an aquarium store because you never had trouble. Fish didn't smart off. Fish didn't, you know. Uh, I enjoyed that, and I really thought I would start this corporate chain. But there's nothing more fulfilling than what I do. Am I rich? No. Not when it comes to financial things, 
but I'm extremely wealthy when it comes to blessings and knowing that people's lives are being changed. I wouldn't do anything else with it. I'd start all over like I did 40-something years ago. I'll tell you, nobody's ever thanked me for Christmas. <laughs> okay, thank you. There you <laughs> hey, there we go. That's a first. Hey, you got the, the beard. You look a little bit like uh, uh, old John Jolly Old Elf. It's, it's just not very long. All right. Yeah. So, okay, here we are. We're, we're just a few days away from uh, Christmas, and uh, we want to encourage people to put some money in the red kettles, and, uh, you know, if the Spirit moves them, they can, uh, they can come and volunteer for you. A lot of things that can be done with Salvation Army, and we appreciate you, t- you taking some time with us this morning to talk about it. Uh, I always look forward to these interviews every year. Makes me feel good. You guys are dealing in hope, and that's good. Our guest is Major Joseph Wheeler, commander of uh, the Salvation Army here in Sedgwick County. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.